Hi, this is Mr. Ho speaking. Welcome to another episode of Teacher Mr. Ho podcast. Look who's talking.、Uh, today, I'm very fortunate to have Ryan Bassetti here.、Uh, he's a former student of mine, and he's going to talk about his experience at the University of Toronto in Scarborough. So, hi, Ryan. Hey, how's it going? And、uh, just to let you guys know a little bit about myself that wasn't already said. Uh, I do once again go to University of Toronto Scarborough. I did、uh, was once Mr. O's student, and I do currently research computer science in、uh, university. So yeah, it's pretty much all about me. So how was、uh, university life for you,、um, knowing that you are living in Maple and your commute is quite far? Because I know University of Toronto and Scarborough is all the way in Scarborough,、uh, quite a distance. How is that for you? It's a it's a one hour bus ride both ways. So I mean, like it's great to schedule your classes closer together, so you have as few days of school as possible. I go to school three days a week, but I'm there for about、uh, about twelve hours. So I mean, it's pretty brutal. But、uh, it's it's nice to have the extra week- long weekend. I have Mondays and Fridays off.、Uh, it's but I gotta say the transportation getting down there is it's pretty brutal. I I would say so. I would believe so because、um, all the way from Maple to Scarborough, it's quite a distance, and I would feel your pain. As I always give my reference to、uh, my experience in university, I live, I lived with my parents in Scarborough, and my ride to Tro- University of Toronto downtown was about an hour, hour fifteen minutes. It was、uh, TTC to Finch Station, Finch Station to、uh, St George campus, and you know St George campus at the station, it's a loop around, right? So it's the big U. It's either you get off on Bloor and you take a cross and then you go down, or you. Stick with it. Go down to Union and then come back up.、Uh, to me, it's the same distance because sometimes I do、um, s- sleep on the subway, but at the same time,、uh, it is painful. So essentially, it's a it's a long bus ride, right? Very long bus、yeah. ride. I don't have the same problem. My go bus just goes right through the campus. It's just the one bus. <laughs>、um, there is a topic that I do want to、um, tell student and students here.、Uh, could you talk about the three campuses? Because I know some students do not know that University of Toronto has. Three different campuses.、Um, I know、uh, a very common one that students know about is the downtown campus. There's also Mississauga. Could you tell us a little bit about the Scarborough campus at the University of Toronto? Oh yeah, so there's three campuses. There's the Mississauga one and the Saint George one, which you know about, and then there's also the Scarborough one. And the reason I chose to go there, quite frankly, is it's easier to stay in the program that I'm in. At Saint George campus for computer science, if you go down there, they take、uh, the highest average students, and those are allowed to go into next year for computer science, where they declare their post or program of study.、Uh, at University of Toronto Scarborough campus, you just need to have a 3.0 GPA for computer science, and if you keep that, you're allowed to go into the next year of study. So basically, the whole idea is that. If I keep a 3.0, I'm good to go. I only have to worry about myself. But if I went down downtown campus, you'd have to worry a lot more about、um, how other people are doing. And it's basically competition. It's a big competitive field. Not a big fan of that. I don't like to put a lot of work in、uh, as I should.、Um, also, Scarborough campus also has、uh, a lot of co-op opportunities. I got into the co-op program、um, for computer science, so I'll have three work te- three work terms. Each about four months. So if I don't keep a summer, I will still graduate in four years. But it does give you work experience, and you do get paid, and you'll have、um, a lot more in your resume as you come out compared to other students. Just for the、uh, students out there who are thinking about the Scarborough campus, Scarborough campus is the only、uh, campus that has the co-op option. I know downtown Toronto campus Saint George does not have, nor does、uh, Mississauga. You still can get the, the the co-op idea and the co-op experience down there, but you're doing it a lot more on your own terms. They're not gonna Essentially, give you the the tools you need to succeed. Like for example, I have a co-op class. I pay extra fees for co-op、uh, courses as well as 
resume builders and stuff like that. So they do give me the opportunities to succeed and the, um, they give you a certain uh, job board so you can actually find these opportunities um, during your school's terms. So um, moving f uh, further onto the topic of University of Toronto at Scarborough, um, how are the students like? Do they like come from all over the city? Um, they come from Scarborough, they come from like, where, 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 what's the demographic like? It's actually a very interesting thing because I didn't actually assume this at first. Like a lot of the people there, like, yeah, they're all from f different places or whatever. But I, I have a few friends there that are from California, actually. Um, they came from California down here because their, actually, uh, their SAT scores weren't as high as they wanted them to be. And Canadian universities don't look, actually look at SAT scores, just your marks. Um, I have a few friends that are in the general area, but they're still a little bit about an hour away on bo all, both sides of Scarborough. So it's either, oh, there's a lot of international students and there's a lot of uh, students that are pretty close to the area. There's not many that are pretty far away. I know one person that's from BC that actually goes there, but it's actually a pretty, pretty big mix of people. All right. Um, moving on to other topics, which are also interesting. Um, what about your uh, advice to students in grade 12? Um, what should be, they be doing or what programs should they apply to? Or if you can share with us, if you don't mind, what programs have you applied to so that maybe you can give some insight to the students that are currently thinking about applying to university because we're in the now, now in the month of October. Uh, I'm sure they'll be applying very soon. So first of all, if you don't know, it's 50 bucks per application, 150 for the first three when you apply to universities. But I would highly recommend that you don't actually look at that price because I actually really messed up because I didn't apply to as many schools as I should have. I applied three to Waterloo, one to UFT Scarborough and one to Schulich. Those two were backups. I thought for sure I was gonna get into Waterloo because I had a 96 average at the time. And they say on their site they requested low 90s. I didn't end up getting in, even with all the credentials I had, such as Minister of Student Advisory Council, President of a few uh, councils and clubs, uh, a lot of Certificate of Distinctions on their actual contests, including their computer science ones, chemistry and physics. And math one too, I think. You uh, no, math I had like about an average score, mm. which is why I think it kind of took me down a little bit. But I had all those credentials, I had high marks, and I thought for sure I was going to get in, and then I didn't. I got deferred to geomatics. So Scarborough was pretty much the only choice left that I actually had because that's the only one I got into. Well, I got into Shulik as well, but I didn't want to do business. Um, no offense to you, sir. Um, but um, so it was really the only choice I had for computer science. So I can definitely advise, apply to more programs than you think you'll need because you might end up having to go back to them if things don't work out. You did, uh, you talked about geomatics. So you, that was the backup option for the University of Waterloo? Uh, no, like if you apply to computer science and you don't get in, they'll defer you to another program. And the program they deferred me to was geomatics, which is basically, I actually don't know what it is, but it's Neither not, do I, that's exactly. why I asked the question. That's why they deferred you to it, because no one knows what it is. <laughs> so I guess uh, for students that are out there applying for university, th like what Ryan said, the $50 is really not something you could consider. If you think about opportunity costs, it's really not something you should think about. The more universities you apply to, the more opportunities you have. Um, if you look back at my application, I applied to five universities, University of Toronto, downtown, Scarborough, uh, York, uh, Waterloo, as well as I believe Laurier. And um, I did want to go to University of Toronto, Scarborough at the time, because at the time, I did not want to live abroad, so I don't want to live at Wallu or um, anywhere at University of Ottawa or Queens. Um, I did want to stay home, but I unfortunately did not get accepted into University of Toronto Scarborough because at the time there were a lot of demand. And if you look at applications itself, 
it is about supply and demand. And it's true because the number of students that are applying um, are the number of students that may potentially want to be in and there are only so many spots at the university level. So mm -hmm. it's supply and demand. Uh, if you think about it, the person sitting next to you applying to the same university is really your competitor. And uh, if I'm gonna offer a lot of advice about school, okay, here, how, how much do you get babied at school? How much do people say, oh, you have this test coming up, or how, how, oh, you have this assignment coming up, or this is due in a couple weeks, or even if it's past the due date, uh, you're missing the assignment. A lot of times, right? That doesn't happen in university, they don't care. They actually don't care. You don't give it, zero. You're late, zero. They don't care. I had a few friends come up to me uh, after a quiz, and I was like, how'd you do on the quiz? They said there was a quiz, they got a zero on the quiz. They didn't get a rewrite, they don't care. And if you don't show up for a day, you also get screwed over. It's just how it is. Um, like for example, uh, there was this quiz uh, for um, calculus that I had one day. Um, one kid uh, showed up a little bit late. He wasn't allowed to write the quiz. He just got a zero right there. So you have to actually manage a lot for yourself uh, when you go to university. It's not a lot of babying there. It's not a lot of, uh, oh, you have this coming up. You have to know for yourself. There's nothing that you can really fall back on. You have to know what's going on all the time, and especially when there's like six different websites for each course about what's going on. Uh, it's a lot to keep track of, so it's important to manage stuff, manage your time, and manage what's going on. Keep uh, in the know. And I think that's true for uh, many instances where students in grade 12 particularly, um, I know that many teachers here at the school will always say to students, do your homework, check the website, check the calendar. But then how many students do really do it? I don't know, that's a question for you to ask yourself as a student. So uh, like what Ryan has said, university students, they treat you like adults because you are one. Um, most of the students are 18, 19. Yep. Um, legal age to do many great things and many evil things that are in life. Um, and they do treat you like uh, a grown up adult who is responsible enough to check the things that you have to check. Yep, for sure. And um, another thing is make sure that you're going into a program you actually want to be in. Because I know a lot of people, they go to university just because, oh, it's university, I don't want to go to college. Or it's, oh, it's university, I don't want to go into trades. But if you're not happy doing what you're doing, you're going to regret it. Like I have a friend that goes to York for political science. And I said, oh, okay, what do you want to do with political science when you get out? They don't know. They, there's... And if you don't actually know what you want to do or you don't have a desire to be in what you're doing, you're going to end up switching anyway. So there's no reason to uh, put up the money. And uh, I had another friend dropped out before even the first day of, uh, of college that he wanted to go to because I think he was doing um, it was something science related. I can't exactly remember what it was, but he paid the money. Uh, and then on the first day it came, he didn't want to go because he knew it was a program that he, he wasn't interested in. So it's important to make sure now that it's what you want to be doing or something that you enjoy doing. Don't just put it down because, oh, I have to do something next year, or, oh, I have to go to university, or, oh, I have to go to college. Do something that makes you happy. That's a big thing I can advise. Well, for me personally, and I always like to share personal stories on the podcast itself, um, you know, like I told many uh, listeners out there that I had, uh, commerce was the program that I got into, and the reason why I got into commerce was not because I wanted to, it's because my mom and dad wanted me to. Um, speaking from an student, was a student from an Asian background, engineering, doctor, law, and commerce were the only allowable things to do. Mm -hmm. And for me, um, first year university, ah, I did okay, right? Like it was studying, so it's okay. Second year, it got into accounting, a little bit more finance, became a little bit harder. So for me, 
again, I'm, I'm a student, so I continue to do my thing. And then third year, fourth year, every student was talking about the big four accounting firms. Every student was talking about finance firms, about um, marketing, where you go. And I just wasn't interested. So my pathway actually changed in uh, third year university, believe it or not. I don't know if I told the listeners about this, but uh, starting from the first year university, I had volunteered at a church. And I was the teacher for Bible study. I don't know if, I don't remember if it was Bible study or children's liturgy of the word. I was the teacher there. And I had a lot of fun with the students, like kids, teaching them the Bible, whatever. And so in my third year university, I kind of changed my pathway. So many of my friends, the many, the many or few that I made, said, Kenny, where are you going to the, um, once you're going to apply for your university, um, no. Aren't you going to apply to the big firms that you uh, are going to because they are looking for um, students? And I said, no, that's not my pathway. So in my fourth year, I actually planned to go into teaching and that was my pathway. Uh, and I just wanna give two more pieces of advice and then you could probably wrap it up there and then open the floor for if they have any questions. Uh, one, apply, you'll hear this one from guidance all the time, apply for as many scholarships as possible because as of right now, first year, they're paying me to go to school. And that's not even a joke. Uh, like, the amount of scholarships I have for first year is more than the tuition, so they actually pay me back the extra money in my pockets. So back out, Jack, how much is the tuition, if you can tell the listeners out there who uh, are well planning for, to do university? Yeah, for first year for me, it's pretty general because the, you're not in a program of study. After first year, it's a little bit more expensive, but this year it's 7800 for one year's tuition, and that's not including res. I'm not on res. Um, but, and I ended up getting a scholarship for 7500 for my marks. I applied one uh, for one for where I work at Fortino's, and they gave me 1500 bucks there. So the extra actually just goes back right into my account so I can pay for next year. And I get to keep the extra as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit of expensive, but if you apply for a lot of scholarships, um, also apply for OSAP if you need to cover it, and you, you should be able to make it, make it through, I think. Well, um, for many students out there who um, are in professional school, so mm -hmm. you're talking about engineering, oh, of course, yes. commerce, yes, or like um, specific um, programs out there. Their tuition has to be over $10,000. Oh, for sure. I was looking at Waterloo uh, prices for like, just for computer science, because that's where I originally wanted to go for. Um, I would have to pay res fees as well, but just the co computer science tuition was about 10 grand. Yeah, and it was like another 13 grand for, for uh, res. Any student going to Waterloo or Queens, they must be paying $10,000 plus another 10, because to round things off, 10 for school, 10 for living, right? It makes sense. And then times four, we did the opportunity cost in the, in the class for economics. Um, if you think about that, that's a lot of money. And yep. he's right. Scholarships. A lot of people do not know about it because it's, a, it's something that you have to work for. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, you have to write the essay. You have to do the application. You have to yep. do the process. You have to get a reference letter. You have to get whatever. You have to mail it in. You have to do a video conference, whatever. But if you think about it, if you do the math, if you're actually do a math person and you do the math, you calculate the number of hours you spent on the scholarship, and then... Hours working? How much, uh, yeah. <laughs> Minimum wage multiplied by the um, hours? Actually not, because if you're smart about scholarships, you write one generic one. Yeah, exactly. And, you and then everything. you modify it to the questions that's being asked. One good generic one. You modify it, and then you tweak it, you make it your own, you apply for that scholarship, whatever they do, and then maybe at one point in time, they'll give you free money. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with wanting to go to an expensive university. Just make sure you get a pretty job pretty early or you get a lot of scholarships. That's how I recommend it because I ended up getting a job, um, I think it was the end of, start of grade 11 or start of grade 12 because um, 
because I know I wanted to go to Waterloo and I didn't get in, but now I have a lot of extra money that I can just hold on to, so. Uh, the other thing that I always recommend to students is OSAP. OSAP is a government subsidy. Um, so it's, a, it's something that you have to qualify for. Yeah. If your parents are making over $100,000, I don't think you qualify mm. for it. I don't know the exact number, but if you, um, I think there must be ways, uh, I can't speak on it on podcasts. So there must be ways that you can do to get OSAP, all right? That you have to find out on your own. But uh, for uh, families that are a little bit less fortunate, uh, there's a number, um, it's by the government. I don't know what the number is, like I said. Um, but then those are interest-free money. What that means is, let's say the government lends you $10,000. So at $10,000, the current interest rate is around three to 5% if you go to the bank and, and borrow. So if you do, do the math, so 10,000 times 0 0.05, let's say 5%, divide that by 12, the monthly interest that payment that you do, whatever that number is, and I'm not a math magician, so I don't know. That number is every month you have to pay. You're not paying principal, you're just paying interest. Well, if you do OSAP, the OSAP is actually free interest. Yeah. So there is interest, but the government pays for, uh, for it for you um, until six months, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think six months after you graduate. Yeah. Six months after you graduate, then you pay the interest rate, which is at 5%. Yeah. So if you think about it, uh, from an investment perspective, and I'm not, again, I am not here to podcast about investment opportunities, but it might be an investment opportunity because if you look at the return rate of 5%, if you can earn something elsewhere at, let's say, 8%, but then there's risk. If you can earn something at 8%, you're actually earning 3% every year just for using other people's money. I don't know if I can say that on the podcast because uh, I don't know if, but anyway, that's some, well, something that one person would do, not me. I would never do that. And just one last piece of advice I wanna give. I don't wanna scare you guys, but university is hard. Like school after high school, it's hard. Like just, uh, you guys can't see it if you're listening it on the uh, podcast, but the question on the board, that's one of the easy questions for my calculus class. If you hate calculus now, you're gonna hate it even more in university. They make things hard as possible. Like for example, when I came here, when I went to high school, I never opened up a single book. Ryan book did I not do any work. I, I can attest to that. I opened his binder, it has nothing. It has blank sheets of paper with scribbles on it. Yeah, I used to doodle in class. I never used to open the textbook. I used to listen to the teachers and I used to get the marks that I got. What was your average, Ryan? It was, it was 96. And I never used to open a single textbook. But now- He didn't. In university, you can't get away with that. You really can't. Like some teachers, they teach off the text. They teach off the textbook and test you on the textbook. Some they teach, they test you on the textbook. It, it's not always a match with what they teach with what's on the tests. So you have to actually prepare yourself. No, yes, they teach you the content. Yes, they'll try to help you, but most of the time you're on your own, and it's a lot of hard content. You can't get away with just listening in class back like I did in high school. It's really tough. Well, I think uh, calculus and, and math is something that most students are, um, I think there's a math phobia or something like that. But at, at the same time, uh, if you're not going into a social science program or arts program, uh, math is essentially the, the prerequisite to mm -hmm. many programs. Even though you don't like it, you gotta stick with it. Like um, Rotman School of Commerce, for the one that I went to, there, are, there were, I think there are still uh, four maths that you have to do. Oh one, yeah, for sure. One statistics, one calculus, two calculus and things like that. Do I like it? Well, you have to do homework, right? You just can't look at the answer and pretend you did it. Uh, you can't copy the solution manual because the solution manual are all online. Yep. You can't memorize it because there are different questions. You can do um, previous tests that were posted online, but they're always not the same. So forget about that. So in reality, it, it's, it's a struggle for it some is. students. No, it's absolutely difficult. They make it difficult with the intention of saying, 
Well, some of you are gonna graduate, some of you are not. In high school, they wanna make sure that everybody graduates, everybody moves on, so no one's left behind, but a lot of people actually do drop out of um, university. Like, for example, my first week of classes, uh, auditoriums were all full, and everybody was in there. And now, classes are about half full, three quarters full, people are dropping out, leaving. It's just how it is. A lot of hard programs, especially math, computer science, uh, engineering, they have a lot of dropouts and a lot of people that don't do well first year. It's just how it is. You have to or learn. the other thing is uh, the distractions that happen in university. You're 19, That's 20, true. whatever. You live abroad, right? You're in a room, right, with students, friends, and you, maybe you tend to talk all night or maybe you tend to go out all night. And those are the distractions because sometimes at classes at 9 o'clock, maybe if you party too late, you might not be able to go there. And even if you go there, you sleep. So you might as well, I don't know, make your best choices that you can at the university level. Yep. And, and so that, I think that's pretty much it. If anybody else has any questions, we can do it on or off the air. Um, I, have, I have another oh, thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, the, I don't remember what the thought is. But it wasn't important if you can't remember it, right? Um, oh, yes. Uh, many, a common question is uh, asked by students. Should I change program? And my advice to the listeners out there, once you pick the program, go with it. There are some students that say, you know, engineering, let me try it out. And then they're like, oh, I don't like engineering. I actually no. disagree with that. I really disagree All right, with hold that. on. Let me, uh, let me that, see my thought that, for yeah, So um, they say, you know what, I do that. And then you change program out of first year. And then some students say, you know what, after first year, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do second year. Well, you have to think about the uh, time frame of a university. University is not like high school. There are only four months in university. September, October, November, and then December, you're on midterm, you're on review, you're on like final project. So in actual fact, there are only 12 weeks of school, if I remember correctly. And uh, if you do the switching and things like that, to me, personally, uh, it just distracts me. There are some students that like to switch schools too. Oh, I don't like this school, I'm gonna go to another one. You gotta start off new again. So I personally, I'm a traditional person. I like constant, I like what was done before. I am not a fan of that. But Ryan, you have another thought, go ahead. Yeah, well, personally for myself, I I would stick to my program and just complete it all the way through just because that's how I am. Um, But not a lot of people are like that. I know a couple of people that didn't change programs and they just weren't happy with what they were doing and they just didn't end up doing it. So they went all four years and they got nothing out of it. So there's really no point. Now, of course, if you're getting towards the third year or fourth year and then you're having these, these second thoughts, of course, at that point, you might as well finish it. But if you're in first year, second year, a lot of those courses are transferable, especially within the same university. So it's not a big deal if you switch your program, but make sure it's what you wanna be doing. Because w- once you graduate, that's what you're doing for the rest of your life. You can't change it after that. You can't say, oh, I don't like math anymore. I'm gonna go do science or I don't like uh, English anymore. I'm gonna go do um, phys ed or something like that. It's not like high school. You can't just change courses. After you graduate, that's what you're doing for the rest of your life. That's the kind of field you have to get into. So make sure that it's what you want to be doing. Uh, it's, it's not a big deal to change within the first few years, first couple years, but make sure that it is, when you do switch, it's what you want to be doing. Third, fourth year, you might as well just finish it out because you've already paid everything before that. You've already done a lot of the courses. And if you want to go back, you can always go back and do more courses. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. But just at the end of the day, make sure that you're happy with, your, with what you're doing and that you want to be doing that for the rest of your life. Another food for thought before we uh, end this podcast, Mm -hmm. a lot of students um, always uh, take night school, private school, whatever school that they do to get into the program. You know, I'm very happy for students that do that because 
you know, you can't have the same opportunity in the day school, you might as well do it in night school or private school that you have other opportunity. Or you don't like teacher X or teacher Y at the day school, then you might want to do night school, for example. But at the same time, you have to think about your ability. And that's the main point is ability. There are some students that love to take night school, love to take private school, or even somehow buy a credit from someone somewhere somehow and put on the transcript. You have to think about this very important point. When you're in university, there are many other students from a lot of different places uh, across the country, across the world that take your program. And if you're not at that caliber, then maybe you should reconsider that program. For example, I have a lot of some students that, you know what, I like to do engineering. engineering. Engineering has a certain degree of caliber. And to be in that engineering, you might be a 92, 93 average. Well, there is a reason why the 93 average is there. It's because most of the time, the students that are there are at that caliber. Well, if you're buying your marks from somewhere and you have a 93 average, great, you got in. You're the happiest person in June, July, and August <laughs> because you got in. You tell everyone that you're going to do University of Toronto Engineering Science, the most prestigious program, hardest program out there. But then at the same time, when you're doing that program, you might think, wow, I don't know whether or not I can uh, meet the expectations of the course. I don't know if I'm as great as the other students are there. Then you find yourself in a spot where you know what, your self-esteem goes down, you have to drop out of the program, blah, blah, blah. So think about what you are capable of in terms of great academics, and then think whether or not you're at the same type of individual that you are with, or yes. Yeah, of course, and the way I see it is if you're gonna, let's be real, most of the people take night school or stuff like that because they wanna buy their mark because it's in a subject that they're not great at, or they just don't like to take during day school because once again, they don't like teacher acts, they don't like something, et cetera, et cetera. But if you're gonna buy your mark, make sure it's not something important. Like if you're gonna go into engineering and you're gonna buy your English mark, cool. When are you gonna ever use English in engineering? You might, but it's not a significant part of your program. It's not, something, it's not a skill that you need to succeed in the program you're going into. Make sure that if it's a requirement and something you're gonna be using consistently, make sure you're, edu you're educated and you have the skills to tackle those issues when you have to face them again. Because if, if it's something that's important and that you're gonna need it, it's not going away. It's just gonna get harder when you come back to it later. All right, so um, I guess uh, thank you, Ryan, for today uh, with your insight. Um, again, uh, thank you. And I hope that you as students in grade 12 or even students in grade 11 will appreciate this podcast. And if you have any further questions, you can definitely email us, contact us. We are here to listen. Yeah. All right, so signing off again to Teacher Mr. O website, Look Who's Talking. Uh, until the next episode, Ryan, we will begin another new episode. See you then. See you then.